What is up, everybody? This is Evan from Dewey Dudes, and you're about to listen to part A of our interview and chat with fellow podcaster and beauty influencer, Noor Akaldi. Noor is the firebrand host of the brilliant podcast, Arab American Psycho, a show that features unfiltered conversations about identity, relationships, and other interesting shit with cool guests. Uh, But before we get into today's show, I just wanted to do a couple housekeeping things. For anyone who pre-ordered a MILF or DILF hat from our website, those are almost on the way. Uh, We had a little production mishap, which set us back a couple days, but we're expecting to receive the hats in hand this week. And once we get those, we'll ship them off your way. So thank you for your patience and your support. We hope to see you in those very, very soon. Um, And then lastly, before we begin the show, we just wanted to say if you want to listen to the second half of this interview, please subscribe to our Patreon at patreon.com slash deweydudes, where you will unlock it along with other exclusive voice chat episodes. Um, So that's it. Uh, You know, thanks again uh, for listening to the show. And here is Noor Akaldi. like rinse my face with cold water, uh, brush my teeth. This is an important note to make because like, I don't like to drink coffee within like 30 minutes of brushing my teeth. So I actually kind of created a long morning skincare routine to stop myself from just drinking coffee right away. So that's why it's so extensive, but now I just like love it. But yeah, I'll, I'll just splash my face with cool water. Um, I like to do the the do under eye masks, like the reusable forever eye masks. I actually, I brought all my skincare here. Oh, yes. wow. Prepared. I, uh, I lost mine. You lost yours? <laughs> yeah. Um, shout out Marta, Charlotte. And yeah. uh, I always forget, uh, what's her name? Uh, who is There's a, there's a third co-founder. Oh, there is a third person. Oh fuck. I can't remember. I her know. Name we never, I, Hopefully, yeah. you know, maybe they'll listen to this. Maybe they will. I'm an asshole. We only had, we <laughs> yeah. only had Charlotte and Marta on the podcast. Yeah. So uh, they're forever. I, listen. Into our I brain. love them. Yeah. They're great. Sweeties. Okay. So the do I'm. Yeah. Asked. I use them probably like every morning, as long as I don't have to be somewhere like really early. Like I try to use them every morning and I genuinely feel like they work better than any like eye type of treatment that I've ever used. Like if you want something that's like going to help like brighten your under eyes, like I really feel like, I don't know, they like just push the product into your skin in like the best way possible. Um, so I like to use the do under eye masks and I use it with like the Dr. Loretta. Um, I think it's called the, the under eye skin tightening eye gel or something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I use that. It's so good. It's oh, yeah. so, so good. And then, yeah, I'll usually, while I have those on, I'll like do like a little bit of like washa, like on my face. I like to use the Dr. Loretta hydrating serum rather than like an oil because I find that an oil makes it too slippery and then you don't have like control. So like, I like to be able to like, you know, really maneuver the gua sha like as slowly as I want to without it just like fucking sliding across my face. So I use like a drop of that serum. And um, I actually recently started using these different types of like facial gua sha tools by a brand called Yang Face. And like, it's like a Chinese owned brand. It's really cool. But like, 
Like, have you ever seen shit like this? Like, these look mm. like beautiful weapons. They do. Uh, are they expensive? I don't you know. They're pretty affordable. Like, these are like the, I think they're called like the S-shaped ones. And they have like so many like options and they're all really like high quality. And just like, I feel like they have so many like shapes for like whatever you're trying to do. Like you're trying to like depuff or whatever. So I'll do like a little bit of washa and then by that time, like, I feel like the eye masks have had like a second to like do their thing, take them off. And then I'm doing, uh, like a serum, which I kind of rotate serums. Um, and right now I'm using the, uh, this, I think it's pronounced EADM. I don't know how the fuck to pronounce this. <laughs> oh, but... I've never seen that. <laughs> <laughs> cool brand. And it's, a uh, like a dark spot serum. So like, I don't break out often, but when I do, it just leaves lots of pigmentation on my skin. Mm. So like, this is something that I feel like helps even out like the skin tone and it's super, it's like milky. It's really nice and like light. So I'll like mist my face, put this on and then I'll use an eye cream and then I'll use a moisturizer hey, and then up, I'll everybody? use this an SPF, Dewey which and you're this is like a new SPF that I've been using for like with maybe six weeks now. And it's maybe my favorite SPF I've Nor ever used in my life. It's by Zitstika. Of the brilliant oh, really? Yeah. Yeah. American Psycho, it's like a serum, which, which is also really nice. And it's SPF 50, allegedly. I feel like I don't trust that. It's always like 20 points lower. You know, you're always like, all right. Yeah. So I'm like, okay, I'm okay with 30. Like if it's 30, that's fine with me, but it's just like a really beautiful sunscreen. Like it makes your skin look really healthy and glowy and it feels really like lightweight. And like, I mean, if you really want to pack it on, you can, and it doesn't like kill or anything. Like if you really want to like layer it, like, especially like on the higher points of your face, like you can like really fucking get in there. Nice. If you want well, to I guess it looks like, because we did some stalking, uh, that you uh, transitioned to that from being a super goop uh, ambassador. Uh, <laughs> I do. Here's the thing. I love super goop. And I know that, that they are like a great brand, but uh, so there that, isn't like one formula that on its own I love. Like I end up like cocktailing different SPFs from super goop. And I just feel like practically, like as far as like practicality, like I started doing that during the pandemic. So it was just fucking home all the time. So it didn't matter. Like I can mix and match as many sunscreens as I want, but like, you know, like with me traveling more often again and stuff like that, I'm just like, I can't fucking carry around three sunscreens. God, no, no, not yeah, at all. I, I've, I find that the only one I really like is that giant jug and it's only for like my body. Oh yeah. Everything yeah, else yeah. is too like thick on my face. Yeah. Do you feel like it lasts you a while since it's like a tiny serum? I feel like it lasts, but I also, I have a tendency to just put like a lot of sunscreen on. Like I am very generous and liberal in the application, but I will say the super goop now, now I'm backtracking the super goop play facial moisturizer. I think it's an SPF 50. I do really like that one on its own, but I ran out of it. So that's why I started like cocktailing, like the glow one with like another one to like make kind of, I basically was trying to recreate the play one, which really could have just purchased that one again. That's like your next venture, you know? You're 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 becoming a chemist. You're about to make your own brand launching. Oh yeah, I'm an alchemist. Yeah. Oh, you're just mixing and matching, but yeah, I mean also like just in complete candor, I get sent shit, so I can't justify yeah. buying stuff when I'm like being <laughs> right. sent stuff. Like it just feels 
wasteful. What are the products that you make a point of buying that aren't sent to you unless you've somehow uh, managed to, <laughs> you know, or like to get it, uh, get cozy with the, the PR people to the point where it's like you really love it. And so they're always just re-upping <laughs> you. But unless there's like a product you are always having to buy because no one else is going to send it to so, you. So there is a product in my routine that I'm not necessarily like happy about buying because it's very expensive, but I was sent it twice and then they got a new PR person and that PR person doesn't know me or care about me. So <laughs> they stopped sending me shit and it's the, it's the Augustinus Bader cream. Oh, and like, shit. Yeah, that's like, damn. How do you yeah, know they it's sent upsetting. out? It was upsetting to make that purchase. Like I, I was, I thought about it for like five days. Like I was just like, fuck, like, but it's so good. It, there's nothing better than it. That's the giant bottle too, right? Yeah, that looks, yeah. That looks big. Um, you ever thought about shamelessly sending them, an, the new PR person, an email introducing yourself? Oh, screenshotting private PR emails. I mean, I could do that, but instead, and I'm just going to like expose myself here. Like I'll just do this thing sometimes where I'll just like hard eyes, respond to their stories to like get on their (laughs) radar. Like, Hey, look at me. And then maybe they'll see in the DM thread that like I was previously contacted. So they might, but that didn't work. I have tried doing that with Augustinus Bader. Again, they're just like, get the fuck out of here. We're not sending you any more moisturizer. Just go buy it. Yeah. Oh man. I've been wanting to try that for a really long time. I feel like for years, guests have been talking about that. Yeah. Sort of like a holy grail. Yeah. We would love to be sent some of that, but, uh, so if you're listening, uh, yeah, I'm always not listening, su- but well, send it to all of us. Yeah, yeah. All of us. Super goop. If you're listening to somebody's in need of a PR package. Oh no. And super goop. They're really, really sweet. Like they, I will say they really, do send like a lot of sunscreen to me, but like, I am just kind of picky about what I'm looking for in a sunscreen. And like, as much as I like to test out different products and stuff, like at the end of the day, I'm still looking for like a high SPF. Like I prefer something higher than 30, to be honest with you, just because I live in Florida and we aren't like quite on the equator, but it fucking feels that way. Like every day. Yeah, I bet. I mean, it's only getting warmer too. Yeah. Um, I guess you would be the second guest that we've had from uh, from Florida. Dr. Loretta, she's down there. Oh, yeah. So really? and, Yeah, she still, treats, she still treats people and she's always just talking about like all SPF. the fucking sun damage yeah. and cancer that just comes out of that state. But uh, yes. all right. So, oh, that's, that's your AM routine. So let's get move on to the PM. You said it's kind of uh, it's tailored. The, the P, so the PM routine is also where I find that it like fluctuates more only because at night I use tre- tretinoin, mm. which every time I say it out loud, I feel like I'm always saying it wrong, but that's fine. Um, so I don't use that every single night. So like on my off nights, I'll either use something more hydrating or maybe something like exfoliating. I'm very like into like intuitive skincare. Like I really like to just like take a look at my skin and be like, what do I feel like my skin needs tonight? Rather than just like being like, Oh, I'm going to put this on, even though I don't feel like my skin really would like that right now. Like it's more so like, "Hmm, my skin is looking a little like lackluster. So let me throw on something exfoliating or, but I do tend to use tretinoin like probably four nights a week at this point, but I've also been using retinol for a very long time. So like my skin can fucking handle it. Uh, when did you start using retinol? Probably, 
how long has it okay i guess i was i'm trying to do math which is not my strength <laughs> eight years ago damn eight years. wow okay wow yeah i and i've definitely used different types like i only started using tretinoin like this year but like prior to that i was just buying like over the counter you know like a super low i think 0.1 type of retinol or uh, retinoid, which I also, yeah, I use a lot of different like forms of like retin-A derivatives, I guess. Um, I'm not a scientist, but you know. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah. do you have a TRET prescription? Cause we recently, we don't, um, but we use TRET cause we recently went to Mexico and you can just walk into a pharmacy there. So we brought back like 10 bottles of it and just started our TRET journey. Yeah. What can we look forward to? I mean, that's amazing. Like that's, that's, I need to go to Mexico for the listeners. I, I, uh, my family lives in Mexico. I'm not going down there just to, yeah, we're colonizing just down to, there, yeah. yeah, bring back balls of trend, <laughs> sell them online. Right. Yeah. Uh, um, <laughs> <sorry>. <laughs> we always do this. We're always just like, all right, who's going to talk. All right. Um, wait, so we're, we're still in your PM routine. Yeah. Is that it? No. Oh, because, uh, you said in your AM routine, you don't yes. use a cleanser. So mm. what, what are we oh, cleansing yeah. with? You're right. I skipped that. I forgot. I am out of it right now, but I'm going to tell you the one that I like rather than the one that I'm using because I fucking hate the one that I'm using and I'm just using it because I really hate being wasteful and it's not terrible. It's just, I don't like it and I don't want to shit on the brand either because (laughs) it's fine, but it's just like compared to other cleansers, it's just not great. Um, But I love the Tata Harper oil cleanser. Uh. That shit is like luxury on your face yeah we i haven't tried it yet but uh all all i've heard is really good reviews i mean i wish i wish we had your skincare lineup honestly like (laughs) from what you're saying do you always sorry go ahead no no go ahead go ahead no i'm just gonna ask if you always gravitate towards like an oil cleanser yeah i will always do two cleanses at night regardless of what like i used to only do double cleanse when i wore makeup but then I realized that like sunscreen also needs like a double cleanse in order to like really make sure that you're getting it all off. And I wear sunscreen every day. So it's always going to be like a double cleanse. So I always start off with, I prefer an oil over a cream, but I feel like a cream would also like help break everything down as well. But yeah, like oil cleanser on dry skin and just like really massage it in and then like rinse it off and then go in with like a water-based cleanser. Sunday Riley ceramic slip is like, has been one of my favorite like water-based cleansers for like years. And they've like changed the packaging and all this shit. And it's still one of the best water-based cleansers. Is that it? That is sent to the routine? No, I, oh, so oh. I use Tret at night on, then I'll put on an eye cream. No, that's a lie. I put on an eye cream first because I don't like to get the Tret super close to my eye. I know that like technically you can, but I just have more sensitive eyes. So I really don't want to, you know, I don't want to like be risky with it. And yeah, so I'll put on an eye cream and then I'll usually dab like a little bit of Vaseline around the perimeter to really make sure that the tret is not gonna wow. get around okay. my eye. Man, Sam, this is pro level. Yeah. Oh, I'm I'm a little unwell, but also yes, it's <laughs> it's it's next level, but like maybe in a concerning way. Um, no, no, we're in awe. We're like, damn, all right, retinol eight years ago. We, I, where was I? You know, like yeah. what I should have been doing. <laughs> I all guess this I shit been like eight school. years ago. Yeah. yeah. 
I will say I do have four older sisters who right. love skincare. So like as an eight year old, my, when my second oldest sister literally like scared the shit out of me and was like, if you don't wear sunscreen, you're going to regret it. And did you listen back then? Cause I mean, I did. Oh, I was wow. Yeah. Cause it took me a while. I, um, my mom was really into skincare and for as long as I can remember, she was telling me to wear sunscreen, but as a little kid, it always bothered me, but it took me a while um, so I got to high school to start using it and I started using it a lot actually because I, we grew up in Kansas um, and I just wanted to be white <laughs> and fit in. So hey, listen, yeah, it happens to the best of us. Yeah, I had that 100 SPF and now I'm, I'm, bullying works because now <laughs> <laughs> I've been using SPF for like 15 years. But um, yeah, it does work. I'm going to put that on a fucking t-shirt. Bullying works. Work, Sometimes yeah. bullying is necessary. Oh man. <laughs> um, well, so what was, all right. So with your older sisters, them c- trying to like help you cultivate, did they try to help you like cultivate like a routine or like a beauty routine? Like what were th- what was their influence really? I mean, not to like some, like this isn't a dig. It's just like a fact, like they're much older than me. Like my oldest sister is 17 years older than me. I'm the oh, youngest. Wow. My parents have like, you know, really love kids. Um, <laughs> so there's, there's six of us in total. I do have a brother thrown in the mix, but yeah. So my, um, my oldest, oldest sister, like she got married and I was like a small child. So like, she was already like gone out of the house. Got and it. then my second oldest sister was always very into skincare, but like in a nineties way, if that makes sense to you, like, yeah. I feel like skincare in the nineties was just like very fucking weird and like, not based on like science other than the sunscreen, <laughs> but like everything other than that was just like, dude, don't put that on your fucking face. Yeah. Like, <laughs> Was there a, like a particular um, product that got you, uh, I guess for lack of better words, uh, skincare pilled? Like were you, like what was your kind of um, intro to where you are today? Honestly, I mean, I really think it was probably YouTube. Like I was a YouTube head. Like uh-huh. I was like fucking watching hauls and all that shit. Like what I got for Christmas. This is like, years and years ago, like over a decade ago, probably. And I just was like, so like immersed in that whole like YouTube beauty guru space. And then I kind of realized that like, yeah, they recommend products, but then I also realized that they don't know what the fuck they're talking about (laughs) for the most part. And they're just like pushing product because they're all really young. Most of the YouTubers I was watching were all like early twenties, like still kind of like figuring things out. Like um, and so then I took it upon myself to just do like extensive research and like find out like what products have like clinical trials done and like make sure that those were the products I was gravitating towards because I was like, I don't want to spend my allowance. Cause yes, I did get an allowance as a 20 year old because I'm Arab and that shit happens, <laughs> but I was like, I'm not going to spend my fucking allowance on you know, skincare, if it's not going to actually be like effective. So I really made it a point to make sure that like I was finding the best version of whatever product I was looking for. So, um, that I could make sure I was getting my money's worth. Yeah. Well, as, as the markets become like extremely oversaturated, are you still as like meticulous in your research on what, what, um, ingredients and thing go into the products that you're using? I mean, for the most part, I feel like I'm fairly like well-versed in the ingredients. Like there has been a few that have popped up like recently where I'm like, Oh, like, I don't know too much about that. Like, again, I'm going to say this completely wrong, but like tretinoin, not tretinoin, sorry. What the fuck is it called? It's in my bathroom. I can't remember the name of it. It'll come to me, but 
It's ingredient there. It's one of the main ingredients in that topicals, uh, faded gel, azelaic acid. That's the oh, one. Oh yeah. I've been, yeah. been seeing that around. Yes. Um, so that was like a ingredient that I didn't know too much about. And I like did some research on like last year and I was like, Oh, this is a really cool ingredient that like would work with almost any skin type and like kind of address like a lot of skincare, I guess, concerns that like most people have. So, um, that was like a cool new ingredient, but for the most part, I feel like I have a pretty good general like idea of like what ingredients I am looking for and like, what's like most important to me. Is your family still um, as into skincare or are you like now the person that they go to with questions and whatnot? I am the person. I am, I am that person for everyone. Yeah. Does it bother you? Like, like genuinely, truly, like people I'll meet once will be like, can you help me create a skincare routine? (laughs) And I will literally create a skincare routine for them, like on the fucking spot with Uh, links. Oh, wow. Okay. That's amazing. Damn. You're a good friend to have. Yeah. (laughs) I get questions like that all the time. And I'm like, I listen, bro. I literally have no idea. Right. Like literally, I don't know you. I don't like, honestly, I don't even know if I'm, what I'm doing. I'm like hesitant to like, for somebody that's like not into skincare at all, I'm hesitant to like suggest something that they're not going to like, which will then turn them off of skincare for the rest of their lives. Yeah. Too much responsibility for me to take on. And I think that's why like whenever I am, because like typically when someone is saying, hey, help me create a skincare routine, I'm assuming that like they don't know too much about skincare. So I'm never going to like put them on to like anything that's going to cause their skin to freak out. It's really just like, you know, hey, like you really need a good sunscreen. Here's a few that are like reasonably priced because also when people are getting into skincare, they're not ready to like shell out money right off the bat. Like they want something that's like affordable, that's going to do the trick and like maybe later build their way up. But like also like a lot of affordable skincare is really great. So it's not like I'm recommending shitty products, but like, yeah, I'll be like, you need, you know, if you're going to do one thing, get a sunscreen. If like you just want one step fucking sunscreen in the morning and like, you know, that's it. But if you want to, then like, you know, add on that, then I would say the next most important thing would be like a good cleanser to use at least in the evenings. And like, again, that feels a little bit more doable. Cause it's not like, Oh, you need to use this cleanser multiple times a day. It's just like literally right before you go to bed, if you could just use a cleanser, your pores and your skin will just like, typically, as long as it's like something gentle and not super like drying, like it's not really going to fuck your skin up. So like just kind of like safe things like that. And then I'll be like, okay, then like you need a moisturizer, which like, as far as moisturizers, genuinely, truly other than the Augustinus Bader one, I feel like all of them are just a fucking copy of a copy. Like there's nothing special about moisturizers other than the Augustinus Bader one. Like they're all the same. What do you feel? uh, What's the difference with that? Like what's the visible difference that you see with that one? Magic comes to mind. Sorcery. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, Spiritual um, transcendence. Yeah. 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 It's just like, it immediately, like, as soon as you put it on, like, it's like a fucking hug for your face. I don't even know. Like, it's just such like a beautiful cream. So it's like, it's effective, but also like, I feel like there's something to be said about like the skincare experience that like, I really love where it's like, it's like the packaging is beautiful. And then the, the product consistency is like, has like the perfect weight that a cream or that you would want a cream to have. And like, it absorbs into your skin really like easily, but like it doesn't, it still feels like your skin looks like very like supple and like listening. And like, I feel like if you have like, um, any type of like hyperpigmentation or like even like a scab from maybe picking on your face, like it just heals it so quickly because 
the formula was originally created for burn victims. So it was created by Dr. Augustinus Bader for specifically for people who were treating like um, burns on their body. So its main, I guess, like purpose was for like skin healing and like rebuilding your skin barrier. So it just makes your skin barrier like fucking crazy strong where it's like, I don't know. And I feel like that's one of the most important things. Like if you're going to focus on your skin, like making sure your skin barrier is like intact and strong and like healthy, like that's the one thing that I feel like it doesn't, it's not as exciting as like an active, like, you know, an AJ yeah. or BHA, like, but yeah. like, it's the most important thing in my opinion. Right. Cause a lot of people like conflate like, Oh, if I'm not feeling anything on my skin. It's not really doing anything. That's why, you know, like a moisturizer, you're not really going to feel anything at all. That's really, that's an interesting, um, like fact about the brand. Cause I wonder at what point they're like, all right, uh, let's help some burn victims. Now let's pivot <laughs> to luxury skincare. Like, <laughs> right? What right. was the conversation in that room? But, yeah. um, I'm ready to get my credit card out. <laughs> <laughs> I know I'm convinced now that I just got to like, sh- we have to shell out this, money on it this and will try fix it. my life. This is the product finally to fix my life. And like, just FYI, again, like I don't fucking work for them. I just, (laughs) we always have to say that here too. We're always like, like, yo, I'm like, I was not paid by these people. I promise you. But like, you can use this. Like if you really want to like justify this purchase, I'm going to tell you how you're going to justify it. You can use this also as an eye cream. Okay. So like, also like you can literally wash your face, put this on and be done. And like, this is your everything. Like you don't need a serum. You don't need an eye cream. It's just like this at night on its own. And in the morning you just put SPF on it and like done, like it really can't. And like, when I am feeling like, Oh, my skin looks a little irritated. Mm -hmm. I'll just kind of get rid of everything else. All the supplemental like serums and stuff and only put this on. And like, it soothes and like calms my skin down. Like very, very quickly like overnight damn damn you heard it here yeah Yeah. nor just went fucking jordan belfort mode and uh (laughs) (laughs) sell me this pen um well nor uh is that all your skincare or do we cover everything oh i wanted to plug Uh a little thing that we know about um you and your family that your mom is really big into olive oil oh and that's always like a controversial thing people are always like wait should i be using olive oil should i not be obviously it's like if it works for you or your family it's an emollient, so like it does lock in moisture. But I was wondering if you could talk about um, olive oil. Unless I you're not an authority on it. I don't know. I just oil. heard that somewhere. I just read that somewhere. Yeah. I, I, it's so weird because like I just talked about this very recently and I hadn't even brought it up in like years, but I was interviewed by Into the Gloss like many fucking moons ago. Like right. I was like a baby. And I talked about how my mom would put olive oil on us. And I just thought this was like a normal thing kind of that like everyone's mom did just like put fucking olive oil on them. I found out that that's not a thing for most people, but like I am Palestinian. So like olive oil is just kind of like, it's our go-to it's like kind of like, you know, the everything product. Like if you ever saw the movie, like my big fat Greek wedding and the dad puts like fucking Lysol on everything, <laughs> we put olive oil on everything. Like when my cuticles are dry, it's like, I guess I could use a cuticle oil or I could just go put olive oil on in the kitchen and like, I'll probably do the latter. And like, I don't know, like we would just get out of the bath and my mom would douse us in olive oil, like while our skin was damp, which makes sense. Like it's fucking smart move. Um, so you're like trapping in all the moisture that's on your skin and like, you can like put it in your hair. You could like, I wouldn't put it on my face necessarily, but I also just feel like I, I go through phases with skin oils, but for the most part, if I'm looking for something to like act as like kind of like a humectant or like inclusive for my face, 
I just feel like it's easier and cleaner to use. Like I use this at night, actually it's by topicals. It's called butter. And it's just like a really thick, like cream that I feel like can kind of supplement that for your face without like irritating it or like the fear of irritating it. But like, I also, and again, I'm not a scientist, but I did some research on olive oil and basically like the, the size of the molecule of olive oil is like too big to even like, to even like penetrate your pores in a way okay. where it's going to like clog your pore. But I could be wrong, but that's just was my takeaway from it, which is like, I guess you could put it on your skin, on your face, but mm-hmm. like, I would just, I stick to like body, maybe hair, but not really hair because it does take a long time to wash it out of your hair. And like, mm-hmm. that's exhausting. Yeah. <laughs> no. Yeah. I still have a friend. Uh, they would send me photos of like, their face after they would put olive oil on it and they would just be like, how's my glow? And like, <laughs> I was like, it looks, you look great. You look great. Obviously it's working, but yeah. And we always have people ask us those kind of questions. Like, yo, so like olive oil, like olive oil and Vaseline, Vaseline. And we're like, Oh, I guess like slugging's a thing, right? Yeah. I guess it's like a more of a, like a natural slugging, I guess you would say. Yeah. more. Th- that's exactly what it is. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, Hey, um, but- have you guys ever used olive oil like in any way other than like for cooking purposes? No. Um, um, maybe maybe a, sh- a shot of it. A shot. Okay. For uh, health reasons. No, I've never done that. No. Um, <laughs> no, but I'm definitely going to try it on my body soon. Other than like these skincare applications, are there any other ways you use olive oil? I mean, I use it for like cooking. Like a okay, yeah. uh, huge fan of, I don't know if you're familiar with Zothot. I feel like Trader Joe's has it now. So like yeah. it's more... Yeah, yeah, like I literally just grew up eating like zatha, olive oil, pita sandwiches. Like that was my PB and J. Like amazing. it's fucking <laughs> fire, and it's like so much better. It's so good. Like it just, it's so fucking good. But yeah, like olive oil is like very much so. Like I feel like a staple as far as like cooking. I will put olive oil on like anything. Like fuck salad dressing. Just use olive oil. Like yeah, it's just it's my very. I go through a lot of olive oil. So. Let's get into uh, you a little bit. Yeah. Uh, for the listeners that don't know, can you kind of like tell us, you know, who you are, what you do? Maybe uh, talk a little bit about your podcast, which is brilliant, and the topics and conversations that you explore within that. Well, thank you. And also, like, I'm like, I love this. I feel like as a podcast host, it's really nice to be like on the other end. I'm like, I can just talk about all the shit that I want to fucking talk yeah. about. So this is really fun. Um, but yeah, so I'm like. Um, I guess like a digital creative, like I never fucking know what to call it. It's just like, I guess like Instagram influencer, fashion blogger, fucking just, I work in the digital space primarily with like fashion brands and like skincare beauty. But then, um, I also have this podcast that I started a little over two years ago. I think at this point, um, it's called Arab American psycho. And like, for me, I just wanted to, create a space for people who were like, you know, first generation Americans or like, you know, just children of immigrants to really feel like they can identify with someone. Cause I just know that like when I was growing up, even though I didn't spend my entire childhood living in America, but I still found it hard to meet anyone who I felt like I could really identify with, or that we had like a lot of shared experiences and like growing up, all of my experiences did feel very much so like singular, like no one else is going through what I'm going through. No one has experienced what I'm experiencing. Like, and I think that that can be challenging with your younger, because then, you know, you look like, if you're like me, you love fashion. So I would like 
you know, look at all these models and stuff and they were all white. And like, I was just like, oh, I don't see myself in them like at all. Like I can't identify with their experiences and they would be like interviewed and they would say shit. And I'm just like, I can't, none of this relates to me. And that was also kind of like something that was hard, which made me feel like there wasn't a place for me in the fashion space specifically. It felt very exclusive. It felt very much so like, unless I was like a tall white girl, I just, there, like, it was a very far-fetched concept. Like there was no part of me that was like, maybe it was just like, oh, that's never going to fucking happen. And so uh, basically my podcast um, is kind of centered around identity and like the experiences of just people from all different types of like cultures and ethnicities and backgrounds and just kind of talking through how, you know, how they handled that specifically for, you know, first generation Americans. Cause I also feel like that's like a very relatable topic that so many of us experience. And we really, because it's not spoken about that often. It's like, you don't even realize that, like, even though like I'm Palestinian, but I can talk to someone who's like Korean and like, there are just so many fucking parallels in our lives, even though like you wouldn't think there would be, but there are so many just because we're first generation Americans. And, uh, you know, we grew up knowing that we were different and then like trying to figure out how to balance, uh, our culture and our ethnicity and like being American and what being American means to us. And like, just kind of like navigating the person that you were, the person you're growing into and just kind of like sharing these experiences with an audience who like, it's really cool because you know, you put out a podcast and you hope that people are going to fucking listen to it. But like when you're visibly Muslim like me and your podcast name is Arab American Psycho, it's kind of a fucking, <laughs> it doesn't seem like, you know, it's going to be everyone's cup of tea. And then like, I'll have white girls come up to me and be like, oh my God, you're Noor. I love your podcast. And I'm like, what the actual fuck <laughs> is going on right now, Kelly? Um, <laughs> what You listen to my podcast? Like, I don't know. And I just think it's really cool that like, even people who can't necessarily identify with it still want to listen to those experiences and maybe like learn and grow and like just gain perspective on what other experiences are like, which at the end of the day, I think just makes people better when we understand one another and we can like empathize with each other and we can, you know, at least take the time to show interest in a culture that has nothing to do with us. So that was a really long answer. That was, no, that was, that was amazing. perfect answer. Uh, yeah, no, I, your podcast has been sort of uh, life changing for me because apart from like the shared experiences, I, I was born in Mexico and I grew up in Kansas um, and I'm, I'm pretty like light. So like I was always like wondering like why I was treated differently because I didn't look that different. And I think like a lot of the conversations with your guests, they do a really good job of verbalizing ideas that like first generation immigrants might like be thinking about and not like have like fully, yeah, like verbalize it. Like a lot of times um, one of your guests would say something, I'd be like, oh, wow. Like, I think that's how I've been feeling. I just haven't been able to put it into words. And it's, it's really like, that makes me so happy to hear. And like, also like, it's, I feel the exact same way. Like I'll have a guest say something. And like, as soon as they like articulate it, I'm like, holy <laughs> shit, that's how I've been feeling my whole life. I just, I don't even know that I knew that I was feeling that way. I think I just, a lot of times, like, because you don't, 
because it's not a shared experience, like in mainstream media and you don't see it on fucking, you know, gossip girl or whatever. Like <laughs> you just, you don't know if it's just maybe a you thing. Maybe it's like, you know what I mean? Like yeah. maybe even my sisters aren't feeling this way. And also like, that's a thing. Like, I feel like my sisters and I, because we're all in such different ages for the most part, it's also yeah, I can identify with them, but like there are these like generational differences and like they have all just had very different like life projections than I have. Like they were all married with like children by the time they were my age and like I'm single, no children. And it's just that in itself is also really different. And like, you know, in general, I think there's just so much pressure on women to like live life in the way that, you know, the patriarchy has decided for us. But, um, I think there's so many of us who don't live that way. And that can also feel really, really isolating. And I know even like for men who come from like immigrant families, that's also a fucking thing. Like there is this weird pressure that's placed on us. That's different than most people who um, aren't from like all these different countries who like their parents just expect them to get married and like have a kid, like by the time they're like 27 years old, like that should just, that's just like a given. And like, if you're not doing that, just like, a very weird place to be. And like, I feel like for a lot of people respecting parents, specifically for children of immigrants, like it's high up there. Like it's a fucking huge priority. Like I never want to feel like my parents think I'm disrespecting them, but at the same time, like it's really important to like, I guess be fucking authentic to yourself. So I think that's also something that we talk about like a lot is like, kind of being true to yourself, but also like balancing, not even necessarily pleasing your parents, but like just not being disrespectful. Like unless your parents an asshole, then that's different. Then yeah, you that's fine. But like if your parents are just like sweet little Palestinian parents like mine who are like in their 70s, like they're fucking angels. Like I never want to do anything to hurt them. Like they've done everything that they possibly can for me. So that's also really cool to be able to talk to people about that on the show because just growing up. I mean, I lived at home until I was maybe 26 or 27 and everyone always thought it was so fucking weird. Like, and they were very verbal about it. Like no one was just like, they weren't very like coy about it. It was just like, Oh my God, you live with your parents. Why? Like, what's wrong with you? Like, are you okay? And I was just like, I'm fine. And I just like my parents and they like me, I don't know. Like I didn't realize that it was like the weirdest thing in the world, but like, it really is treated as if like by society, I think, especially like in the West, like you're a failure if you live with your parents and it's just like, no, it's super normal in other cultures. And like, you just save a lot of money and then you're actually like smart. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I know. Right now I feel like, um, I, yeah, my mom used to always kind of like neg me about, um, having left home when I was 18. I mean, obviously to go to college, but I feel like at that (laughs) point I was still sort of like rejecting my roots. And if I would have been like a little, if I wouldn't have been rejecting my roots, I feel like it would have felt like normal for me to stay at home and it would have been like a great option. But um, yeah, uh, and podcasts like yours might be helping people at like a young age discover these things about themselves, I think. Yeah. Well, I think also too, like generationally, it's like everyone's kind of coming to terms that they're, everyone has their own path now. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? That it doesn't look like what they thought it would be, you know, when they were younger or what's or you with know, their parents, what their like, parents thought it was going to be. Um, and I think it's nice. I think it's more like just like growing up and, you know, getting some wisdom to to kind of feel out like where, like your experience is really kind of just is unique to your own, but, um, to like, 
I don't know. You know, life is crazy, man. Yeah. yeah. Uh, like it's, it's really weird. Like I feel like when I was like, you know, in college and stuff, it was like, Oh yeah. Like when I'm like 24, like I'm going to be married and like, you know, maybe I'll have a kid by the time I'm like 26. Like I want to enjoy being married for a little bit. And then maybe like just, just very cute. Let's call them cute ideas about like just <laughs> planning my future with like, just for no fucking based on nothing other than like what I've observed other people do. So I just kind of assumed that's how it's going to be. And then, you know, I think that, I think there is this, this shift that's happening that I am really happy about where it's like, you don't have to do all of these things in order to be happy. And if you want to do them and they do make you happy and it works with your lifestyle, then yeah, do it by all means. But like, not doing those things doesn't mean that you are like lacking anything. I think that like, regardless of what you decide to do in your life, as long as you're content with it, I think that's really the most important thing because at the end of the day, like if everyone else around you is happy and you're fucking unhappy, then that's not going to make you feel any better. But like, if you're happy and content with, you know, your life and what you do and the choices you make and you're making thoughtful decisions, I think that that's a great way to like be happy. And then like, I would hope that people around you, even if they're not used to seeing whatever lifestyle you've chosen for yourself, like they'll be happy to see that you're so fucking happy. That's, that's the goal. Yeah. 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 Yeah.